0: Hey, today on the show, we have Brandish Drummer, Vice President of NCM. Just all of it.
1: This is Amplify,
2: a retail automotive podcast brought to you by Reuters Events and DeSoto. It's time to make the most innovative voices in retail automotive louder.
0: Coming in hot. I told you there was intro music. You I like to, it. You wanted to pick your own walk on music.
2: I did. I wanted to make sure the vibe was right, but that, that was good. I, I, I told you, it.
0: once you hear it, I said, you'll feel like you have to deliver.
2: That's right. Right.
0: I got you. Brandis, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All
0: right. Let's talk about NCM. Let's do it. Right. Cause you, you said you're vice president of everything, every place, <laughs> everywhere. So- yeah. You kind of said that. <laughs> everything. It was that something was off
2: the record before. No, <laughs> no.
0: What's on the record now? There's no off the record around here. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about NCM. Um, Everybody knows NADA and what they do. Not as many people understand NCM's reach is uh, pretty broad. Tell us about it.
2: Yeah, so a lot of people don't know that NCM actually founded the 20 group concept.
1: Got em. (laughs) So let's start there. Thanks for joining us today.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop, okay. Put that clip
1: on social, (laughs) run it.
2: However, um, that's just one of the things that we do. So we also have training, we have consulting, we have our software. Um, and then we also work directly with OEMs. So we actually acquired a business management solutions company, which is a product where we take in dealer data on behalf of the OEM, like the financial statements that dealers submit uh, every month. And so we've got a lot of big partnerships in that way as well.
1: A couple things, a couple few things. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love it. I love Slight it. work. So where where would you say right now is kind of like the leading focus of all of that? I know that uh, everything's always a focus, but what's the leading focus that's driving things that, that needs the most focus so that the dealer, the OEM, the consumer can get the best of all of us?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And it's hard to choose your favorite child. But I will say one of the areas that we're really leaning into is training. I mean, right now with everything that's happening in the market, but also the unknown and what's to come, We really want to not only get people trained on the back to basics that everybody's talking about, but we also want to train them on a thinking mindset because knowing what worked before is not necessarily what's going to get us moving forward. And so what we really want to cultivate is how do we get people to be thinkers, right? How do you think? Critically think in the moment. That's right.
1: Because everything's shifting all the time.
2: That's exactly right. So... Um, we've really leaned into what we call these innovation labs, where we're having people come together. We're giving them a problem that's in the industry right now that doesn't have a silver bullet, and we're teaching them how to critically think together and collaborate to come up with a solution. That's All right, give best. us a
1: problem. What's one of the problems? Let's oh go. Let's let's She's workshop like, okay. it right here. Here oh we go. My gosh. Give us a problem. Go. Okay. We're ready.
2: Um, uh, I mean, we can do an easy one, which is one that's kind of. I have a feeling it's not going to be easy. But no. well, it, well, there's no silver bullet to it, but it's something that everybody talks about all the time, which is overnight servicing, as an example. Yep. So uh, everybody's talking about it. Everybody is saying, you know, how do we do it? What's the model? What's worked? What hasn't? A lot of people in 20 groups are best practice sharing where they're saying, here's what I did. Here's what I did. But instead of just sharing solutions, we want to critically think together and come up with a brand new way to do it.
0: What does that process look like? So overnight servicing, right? Yeah. You put the problem on the table, you got the smart people around the table, and yeah. you're like, let's workshop this.
2: Yep. What's yep. the next thing happens? So actually, one of the first things that we do is we give a problem that's not an automotive. I and that's love a, it. That's a critical part of innovative thinking. Yeah, because you're
0: already like when you, when, as soon as you make it automotive, right? Everyone comes with the box. That's right. And puts the box on the table. Like, no, 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 no box first. That's right. right. Maybe yes. we don't need a box.
2: Yeah. Yep. So we want to create an entire paradigm shift. And it starts with, we work on something that it's not cheesy. It's just some random thing that's in a different business sector. I really
1: want to know what that problem is too. <laughs> right. That problem sounds exciting <laughs> yeah. to me. I'm like giving <laughs> my whole one. workshop away. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All okay. right.
2: You got okay. to pay um, <laughs> to <laughs> <so Life, laughs> subscribe. Smash that
1: subscribe button. That's right. On the That's
2: right. Anyways, <laughs> so we start there. And then what we do is we actually give them. So there are ways to think innovatively. There are concepts that tell you how to do that. Because most people don't just wake up and think outside of the box, right? So we actually have techniques. Most people aren't
1: us. We
2: actually have techniques. We only
1: think outside the box, which is what gets us in problems. All right, so you got into it. Yeah.
2: So we have techniques that say, okay, here's how you might approach a problem or methods. So as an example, our scamper method. You know, what can you substitute out? Um, What can you combine? So each of the letters are things that you think the problem through and say, okay, you know, what would I take out of what we have today and substitute to make it better as an example.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm, I love it. Overnight servicing, that's a major problem, but it, and, and it's necessary because we have so many service departments that are pushed out three, four, five weeks, but the problem actually isn't the process or anything like that. It's still back to people. Yeah, the techs. So we it's need to solve the technician shortage issue, yep, the technician training issue, that's all right. of that actually is the precursor to figuring out how and what technologies, personnel, scheduling, uh, flipping cars, all of that type of stuff to go first without a doubt. And and I'm sure with training comes solving the people solution. How are people that you're working with, how are dealers that you're working with continuing to work on solving people shortage issues in our industry?
2: Yeah, so that's been uh, a huge topic as you can imagine. Technicians is always one that comes up, but I think we need to look at it larger as what is our talent acquisition and talent retention strategy that we're going to employ in automotive? Um, So, one of the things that we've been doing along this front is really getting in our 20 groups instead of focusing so much on kind of this operational data and, you know, oh, how many ROs did we ride and this? Okay, that's great. It's an easy place to go though. It's an easy place to go and we believe in the data. But at the end of the day, the people driving the numbers are people, period, Mm -hmm. like you guys.
1: Come on now. Put it up. Uh She got the bracelet. Love
2: people more than you love cars. Get us. Um, And so, we really want to focus on, again, how do we attract talent in automotive? How do we get people interested in this industry that really hasn't necessarily had a good brand? You know, as people think about being a car, oh, I'm gonna be a car salesman or this. What's the brand that people have and how do we overcome that? And then once we've overcome that, how do you how do you keep them? Yeah. So those are some of the things that we're talking about in our 20 groups now and we really wanna get some data behind the people management side of it. How do we tie that to making money and profit and, and show that there is a connection that we all know exists.
0: What did you do before you did this position? <laughs> <laughs> I'm real curious now.
2: Everybody, why, everyone always seems to ask me that. I wonder why they ask me that. Uh, so I actually have worked a bunch of different positions at NCM. And then before this, I sold mutual funds and annuities for a financial company called Contegra. An
0: obvious, obviously linear Robert. progression.
2: Yeah, of course. I know, right? I know. It just, <laughs> once I say it, it makes sense, right? Yeah.
0: So uh, stick, sticking with the people side, right? Love people more than you love cars. You're talking about solving the people, the people challenge based on some intelligent data. That's right. Uh, some you know, thoughtful problem solving. Why do you think this is the time that we have the opportunity to do that more than we did in the past? Like, why is this moment the one where everyone's focusing on it? Now, I know there's like a, there's like a quantifiable need. Well, there's just fewer, it seems. But why do you think we're positioned to, to make a dent right now?
2: Well, I think a lot of the problems that we're trying to solve in automotive right now, many of the other retail industries um, have done a good job of either already solving or are further down the path than we are. So, Like which ones? Oh, gosh, any. I mean, as an example, think about all the the things that we're comparing automotive to that I hear on the stage, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Nordstrom, whether it's you know thinking about companies who have already mastered, if you will, or a lot further down the path of customer experience, Mm -hmm. of e-commerce, of digital retailing. I think there's a lot to learn from other retail industries and also talent that we can attract from other retail industries. That's for sure. Yeah. And ways to look at the experience. So right now, I would just say there's a keen interest in looking at the way that we're doing things from a consumer experience standpoint. You've got expertise. It, It would make sense at this time, and it's a greater opportunity to look at those things.
1: There you go. I mean, it's a pivotal moment. I mean, we, we're saying this all the time, the pop culture narrative and the automotive narrative are like colliding. And that, that that's happens not just on the interest on cars, but also on the, our ability to attract a bunch of people from outside of auto that have never thought about auto. I mean, just the tech opportunities alone. I actually had, this is interesting. I had someone reach out to me on LinkedIn that is in the tech sector, in the healthcare tech sector, and they just recognized that I was dealing with with tech a lot, and I I, I love data and tech in the auto industry. And they were like, "Hey, I, I literally not a sales pitch. I don't want to bring anything. I just want to know like, is the opportunity good to come into auto for tech? Right? Ah. That was like a full cold outreach, right? So it's the the rest of the world is looking at auto going. Hold There's on, something going second. on over yeah. there? There's something going on yeah. over there. So we do. We have this pivotal moment to like connect the people that are somewhat interested in what we're doing. And and plug them in and learn from the places where they've already been. Uh, so I, I love that 100%. like pivotal moment that that it's not just culture, but culture is also attracting talent. And so as long as we do a good job branding ourselves as an industry, then we can then we can attract that yep. top talent.
2: Hundred percent, Brandis, you
0: get the final word. Uh, what's your encouragement to dealers who might be kind of like circling the runway, thinking of like engaging in some kind of new training or twenty group? What are you going to say to them?
2: Just do it. Why haven't you done it already? <laughs> I mean, at this, in this day and age, if you're not investing in your people, if you're not investing in your own personal growth, and with all the change we have in the market and the industry right now, you're...
1: What are you yep. even doing, Yeah, said. what are you doing? Why, uh, why are you here? <laughs>
0: well, thank you so much for giving us some time. Um, excited to see where it goes and what comes of all the people talk and the people movement. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Amplify podcast brought to you by Reuters Events and the For more engaging episodes like this, subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform. You can learn more about our hosts, Paul J. Daly and Cal Mountsier by visiting asotu.com.